Welcome to the Wisdom of Our Roots podcast with Pam and Jono, where we talk about rebuilding a healthy future by reclaiming the wisdom of our roots. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Good. Sorry we're a little bit echoey. We're we in are. a different space tonight. So, so we're going to talk really close to our <laughs> to device. Our device. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah. how are you? What have you been up to, Pam? Um... Is that a tattoo on your hand? So, <gasps> what is it? Oh, I don't have my glasses it's on. It's a sticker, like a, yeah. you know, like kids have trans, you know, tattoo. But this came in my biohacking box ages oh. ago, and they're like reminders. Yeah. And this one represents flow. I love that. And so it is, I, I've had this, these things for months and have never used them. So when you look at it, are you like, okay, Yes. Tell me what's flowing. So, what are you reminding yourself? So I'm reminding myself to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a rush. Right? Wow. Get out of fight or flight and just be here in the now. moment. Yeah. Be here now. And it has been super helpful. Really? Yes. Well, I'm not surprised actually because now I'm thinking maybe I want a tattoo that reminds me to be here now. Yeah, and there's different ones, and they have these cool designs that represent different things. Yeah. Um, You know, one is transformation, flow. I can't remember the others. But I'm like, I wish I would have started using these when I first got them. So, question. When you first got them, were you like, oh, my goodness, this could be really helpful? Or were you like, meh? Yeah, totally, because I would be like that, like... Who needs a sticker? Oh my gosh. Totally. Need a sticker now. I need right? a sticker. Ment- yeah. My mental health sticker. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Good. Well, that's a good, that's a great way to open up this podcast with a mental health sticker. I love that. Yeah. Um, and my Vitamix canister broke. That's not good news. Yeah. That is big news at my house. If my sister's listening, she'll know because I cry over my Vitamix. Oh, <laughs> I bet. So now what? Now you just have to order a new canister. Yeah. And it like my bulletproof coffee, my smoothies, oh, like life comes to an end totally. and the Vitamix is broken. That's how I feel. Um, so <laughs> when I bought my immersion blender, mm-hmm. it started to... Like, kind of bogged down a year into using it. And it's a really good one. I can't um, remember the brand. But I literally just bought a backup that I had in the box for an entire year before I actually had to pull it out. Because I was so like, what am I going to do if I don't have my immersion blender? Because I use it. I use it for my smoothies, but I use it for everything. Yeah. Like, just some of those kitchen tools that are like so important in your life and especially now with things either being super expensive or not even on the shelf you almost just want to buy a backup to your backup i know i was thinking about that too because i'm like grinding grain and oh so many things yeah man maybe this is a sign my life is going to come to an end if i don't have my canister for my vitamix well then you better buy two yeah i'm telling you right now buy two because um we don't need your life ending because of the Vitamix. <laughs> I mean, my sister will understand that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's funny. So what else besides your, your um, sticker and your canister? What, have, what else have you been up to? Oh my gosh. I got out in my yard. Okay, so week. I haven't been to Chisa 
Is there still snow on the ground? It's pretty much gone. <gasps> Are you just happier than... Oh my gosh. <sighs> it has been so nice to be outside and just thinking about gardening and yeah. thinking about cleaning my chicken house and putting in raised beds and... Awesome. Yeah. So you're out there brainstorming. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So Such a good great. feeling. I actually did the task last weekend of cleaning out my chicken house, which you know that the task of cleaning out the chicken house after winter is like insane. It's insanity. At least it is for us because I probably have like five bales of straw that, you know, throughout the winter I toss another bale in there to foof up their bedding. And it is quite a task. The first thing I had to do was turn my compost pile and I have a huge compost pile that needed to be turned before I added the new, mm -hmm. you know, chicken stuff onto it. And as I was turning it, I was like, this is the best thing ever. There was such good soil in there and I was able to bring it to my garden and spread it out on the beds that needed it. I have beds on rotation, so some get compost in the fall and then some get it in the spring. That way it's just a little bit easier for me instead of having to do all the compost in the spring or fall. I've just realized it's easier for me. That's not for everyone, but that's what I do. Anyway, so I completely cleaned out their house and when I clean out everything, I diatomaceous earth the entire place. So it literally looks like, you know, my Coke bag, just not right. that I do Coke, but you know, just blew up on me. Mm -hmm. So I'm super glad that that is done. And we are getting ready to cull our flock. So the birds that aren't producing, we're going to go ahead and put in the freezer. We are keeping the ones that are producing um, because turns out eggs are expensive and they're actually fixing to get even more expensive Way from more. everything that I'm reading. And I thought, you know, I've never water glassed eggs because, you know, if you make a lime solution, you can keep them your fresh eggs yep. in like a gallon jug through the winter mm -hmm. and tons of the homesteading people that I watch do this. So I've decided that is something that I have never done before because I haven't needed to. Right. Um, I think I need to. Yeah. So that's something on my list of tasks that I want to learn how to do that I'm going to be doing this summer because spring and summer, we know you have so many eggs, you don't even know what to do with them yeah but feed is so expensive oh, and yeah. you don't just want to like a lot of times i'll make up eggs for the dog just to you know give him a good push of good food and now i'm like nope i mean he gets a fresh egg when i go get the eggs every day i just hand him an egg and right. he breaks into it but anyway i'm just being a little bit more methodical with my eggs apparently so that was a really good feeling to be able to clean out the chicken coop mm -hmm. yeah great feeling all my beds are ready and i am going to be planting onions this weekend so that's the first thing to actually go into the garden other than the fall um, garlic that is popping up and beautiful and super exciting to be quite honest with you, really excited about all of the garden things. Um, I, my bee mentor comes this Saturday 
at 10 o'clock to help me set oh, up all of my bee fun. stuff. So fun. So she's going to help me set it all up and then tell me where they should be, right? Because that's important. And I am such a nerd because I have this feeling in my, like deep in my belly of just like, I'm going to meet my new bee friends. And I'm so excited. And it's so ridiculous because I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm just over the moon. So she's coming and she's going to help me set it all up. And then in a couple of weeks, we're going to go pick up our bees that she put us on a special list. I think I remember sharing in a previous podcast that we don't want orphan bees, meaning a queen with a bunch of different daughters from other places. Yep. We're on the list where the queen has its own daughters because apparently that is just a healthier situation. They work better together. Weird, right? I know. So I'm really excited about all of it. Spring. Yeah. Like, honestly, especially with some of the things that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, let's get to it. What's, um, what's going on in the world, Pam? <laughs> well, th- there's a lot going on, and I think the number one thing... Um, to talk about is if you haven't paid attention with what's going on with Russia, um, the Russian ruble is now bound to gold. I saw that. And that's like a financial nuclear bomb Mm -hmm. when it comes to the U.S. economy and the value of the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency. Mm -hmm. So if you're worried about inflation, it's really going to hit hard over the next few months now that that has happened. Yeah. So when it comes to food, when it comes to availability of food, you know, that's something that we really need to take seriously. And in terms of the in global conflict, because the last time this happened, the last time someone tried to do this was uh, Gaddafi in Libya. Oh, wow. And we know how that turned out. So uh, this is the the global banking cartel is not going to allow this to stand. No. If they no can way. help it. So there's a there's a lot, but I think for tonight we I mean just in terms of, you know, for example, food and eggs. You know, we talked about the availability of of eggs and what's going on. You know, here's just some headlines in the news. Arkansas Department of Agriculture activates avian emergency rule. Of course, now we've got avian flu, and they're using PCR tests where they're getting all kinds of false positives, and they're Mm -hmm. destroying flocks. Mm -hmm. Um, Other headlines, fertilizer price surges 43% to fresh record as supplies tighten. I have some friends in in, uh, South County who can't afford to pay for fertilizer for their alfalfa fields this year. So now what? So luckily they've got, they were prepared for this kind of thing. Awesome. But how many were not? A lot. So uh, China, hog farmers face long slog and return to profit. Potatoes fall victim to war and weather. Uh, Farmers on the brink. Maine potato growers expecting hit after Belfast fire. There's so much going on in the news in regards to food. Um, number of EU countries farms at risk of closure revealed. So these are all mainstream news outlets that 
are telling you point blank, we've got a serious problem. Absolutely. And you better think about food and you think better think about growing your own food. And not to mention mainstream news and not that I give this person or any preceding person in this position, the president has also said that there is going to be an issue. Okay. And I'm not going to get political because I don't get political. Um, but this is why Pam and I talk so much about number one, taking back your power. How do you take back your power and actually live free, mm-hmm. rooted in wisdom moving forward? How do you do that? Because it's very difficult for me who, in this, this last week, I finally, for the first time in probably a month or two, sat down and just decided, you know, I've kind of not um, been updating myself with what's going on. Of course, I always know what's going on because I do. But I sat down and read and did some deeper research and I thought, okay, this is, we have a problem here. We absolutely have a problem. But it doesn't mean that you have to live in fight or flight or panic. If you take steps to take your power back now. And this is like an amazing time to be alive. Isn't it? It really is. Like I wake up in the morning and, you know, for me it's like the, the best adventure ever. Because I'm like, okay, what's new? What's yeah. new in the world today? Antarctica is 70 to 90 degrees hotter. Right. On record. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like some people, oh my gosh, global warming. Me, I'm like, okay, what are we going to uncover in Antarctica? Oh, absolutely. It's like, this is a whole new, it's, there's so much opportunity. Absolutely. And even if you look at the Great Depression, the people who really were successful were the ones who were aggressive and took advantage and saw the opportunity and acted on it. Absolutely. This definitely doesn't have to be some doom and gloom. This is you taking back your sovereignty, you taking back your freedom, pouring into the people you love, and just cutting loose. Yeah, honestly. You have to reframe your view of the world. Absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting because when I was thinking about this podcast and the things I wanted to talk about, I, I just kind of reflected a little bit in the last couple of years and I thought, 2020 was the best year ever for me, okay? Best year. Because I was able to completely pull out of the school system. Everything was shut down. I didn't have to deal with that just negative nightmare. I was able to pour into my family, pour into myself. It seemed like the world had more of an equilibrium where people started to figure out what was important, what wasn't important. And then people started to wake up, right, from their slumber. Totally. And when you're someone who's been awake for a long time and you're dealing with constant slumbering people, and I'm not trying to toss anyone under the bus here, but it was so amazing to see everyone's, like, consciousness just grow. And so I absolutely have hope for the future, Absolutely, and I'm so excited for the future because I almost see two things happening. Like this wicked, evil world burning and decaying and a whole new kingdom system 
positive amazingness rising up. It's what side you want to be on, right? Do you want to feed into the negative? Oh no, I've completely outsourced all of my power and I, you know, I'm not going to get my food and are, or are you going to go, you know what? I'm going to start doing some shit. I'm going to turn off Netflix and I'm going to start doing the things. What are the things? Where do I start? You know, I'm going to start looking into all the things that Pam and I have been like preaching for the last um, 10 <laughs> podcasts, right? <laughs> Growing my own food, teaching my children. This does not mean that you have to sit down and do school. Take them outside. Look at bugs. I mean, there's so many things you can do. And so I really want to talk about what we can do, tangible things, step by step. like, And even little things. Like, people are really stre- getting stressed out, oh, you know, and mental health is... Did you see the slap? Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. I uh, said, Granger showed me. Totally that. staged. Oh, Granger showed me, and I just said, oh my gosh, I cannot even believe that they think that any freaking human, human would fall for that bullshit. Like, they're desperate for ratings. Nobody, nobody, nobody I know cares about the Oscars. No. People that did care don't give a crap anymore about the Oscars, the Academy Awards. Totally. Because they're they're done with the politicalization of Hollywood. Well, and just like these long-nosed people trying to pretend like they relate to the normal yeah, human. Totally. These are people who pretend to be someone else their entire life. They don't even, they know nothing about authenticity yeah. at all. I just so anyway, I but I thought it was interesting because I thought here speaking about mental health, talking about people being on the edge. Here we have this complete display where Hollywood could come out and maybe do positive things, but they decide to stage something where someone is physically attacked because they said something that was offensive. And it wasn't even offensive. Like, honestly, I thought it was hysterical. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So what kind of example are they setting? Like, this is what you do. Here's Will Smith. This is what you do when someone makes you feel insecure, which I, the first thing I thought was, he needs to read the four agreements. Like, why do they care so much about, you know what I mean? Well, it's I'm just, sure they don't. It's all staged. Right. Or they do. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't decided what, you know, who knows? We, we don't know the real, the real story. But and, Yeah. And at the end of the day, we don't care. No, I just thought it was interesting. Why would they use that tactic? Yeah. Instead of coming out and being positive and promoting freedom, meaning, you know, just positive. No, they got to be idiots and beat up on each other. So anyway, let's go back. (laughs) That was my little, uh, you know, soapbox. So So I really want to talk about how do you thrive during these times? Absolutely. So, you know, like I said, reframing your, the view that you have of the world is, is very important. Yeah. Rather than doom and gloom, mm-hmm. you know, every day is an adventure. Yeah. And it, coming from a place of gratitude mm-hmm. rather than lack and fear, yeah. I think is critical. You know, I think about, you know, when I get up in the morning... I'm healthy. I live in a beautiful place. I have an amazing view when I get up. 
you know, I have my, I have my bulletproof coffee. Like it's just all those little things. Absolutely. You know, my kids are healthy. Yeah. The world, if you don't watch the news, the world is good. It is. It is. And we talked about this, you know, on our last podcast. And I think we're just going to continue because I think encouraging words Mm -hmm. are absolutely what people need to hear. Um, So waking up and being grateful. I have never been more grateful. I was thinking about it today for all of the struggles that I have had in my life. I really am just so grateful because I feel like it has shaped me and molded me for this time specifically because I I honestly can say that I feel like I'm hovering above the negative and my goal our goal is to pull people out of that right because it doesn't have to be like that at all and that doesn't mean everything's great or you don't have your crappy days like God knows I had plenty of those this last week same I had like a whole week where it's just like Debbie Downer but the truth is is that we still have time there's time folks but it's it's getting shorter in terms of something that could really affect us and so tangible steps moving forward I want to say that right now it's super important to get your pantry in order yeah don't be prepared beforehand yeah in terms of reducing your stress in life Mm -hmm. the less reactivity that you have the less stressed you're going to be so in terms of food proactive proactive Proactive. and right now shelves are full right um cost for at least whole foods okay so i don't know what prepackaged stuff costs so when pam and i talk i know this can be frustrating at times because we're talking she's got 100 acres i've got 70 acres you know divided in a couple different properties but we're out we grow our own food but we put ourselves in this position so that we would not have to be reactive so it's not too late to do that right because things are calm right now So I would suggest going out and shoring up your pantry and growing something. Honestly, grow something. It doesn't matter what it is. We've talked about just growing a a basil plant on your balcony. If you're in the city, store up some food, start producing something. Just honestly, go to Dollar Tree, buy a pot, get some soil, put some seeds in there, read the back of the seed packet. It's as easy as that. It doesn't have to be grandiose. It really doesn't. But just taking those steps. And every little bit that you do takes pressure off the community in terms of food supply. Absolutely. So even if it's just having a few pots, Mm -hmm. that's something. I absolutely agree with that. And doing it now and doing it little by little, right? Instead of, I mean, you guys remember the hoarding or whatever, the panic buying that went that went on and on and on during COVID. Just imagine had you known, you know, in January that in March there was going to be a pandemic 
and things were going to explode the way that they did. Would you go out and um, buy your supplies before everyone? And then as everyone's rushing out, freaking out, you're at home, hunkered down, watering your plants, doing your thing, right? Yep. And, and um, pouring into your community. Now, I am going to preface this with be careful, okay? Be careful because seemingly there are a lot of folks out there that are massively struggling and meaning in, in the mental health space. And I do feel sorry for them, but I'm sure as hell not going to sacrifice my family to them. That ain't going to happen. So be careful, I would say, about um, just making new friends. <laughs> I say that. We actually just made new friends, which we don't make friends. So the fact that... But, you know, I just... I, I want to caution. So, yes, pour into your community. Find your people. You should know, especially... You should just know who your people are. And you should be having these conversations. All of the headlines that Pam just read off. Hey, have you heard about this? Maybe we should talk about this, you know? Maybe we should make a plan. I just got through talking to Alexa, my oldest daughter who lives on the west side of the state. And I'm like, okay, let's talk some scenarios here. And I'm not gonna go into detail about that because it might scare some people, but <laughs> let's talk some scenarios and what's the plan when yep. these things happen. Yep. Because it's so, um, it brings me so much more peace when we've had the conversation, we're not reacting, we don't have to, in the middle of it, go, crap, what are we doing? We never even discussed this. Kind of like, you know, uh, fire season. Yep. You always want to have your stuff ready for fire season so that when the fire is at your back door, you're not like, what am I supposed to do? Oh my goodness, we've never, you know, to even talked about this. So it's important that you have those tough conversations. Um, with the people that you love and the people in your tribe. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, other ways for you to thrive during these times is, and Jonna just mentioned this, but being outside, getting oh. out in the world and in nature and off of social media and away from the news, that will bring you peace. Isn't that the facts? And, and find God, find nature, find whatever that is. That will bring you so much comfort. Um, prayer, meditation, those are all things that will get you out of that fight or flight. Absolutely. That so many, us, many of us are in. Um, you know, can I speak to that for yeah, a second? Yeah, totally. I lived in fight or flight literally for probably the majority of six-ish years. Moving to Washington, having some trauma right away, and then having the house burned down. And it was so odd because like two years after the house burned down, I woke up one day and I was like, you don't have to live in fight or flight, like in survival mode. Yeah. That's what I said. 
we're all done with survival mode. Like, you don't have to do that. I remember, like, seriously waking up out of a survival fog. Because when you go through the things that I went through, it was just like, I felt like I was in a war, honestly. And I really was, actually, um, looking back on it. But it's so important, like you said when we first started this out, and your sticker. It's so important that we take moments and feel grounded and getting out to nature, just like you talked about. It's spring, the birds are chirping, and I'm absolutely loving it. There's so many things that you can do to ground yourself, but definitely not borrowing trouble. Because the truth is, is we could read off all these things, right? But we have no freaking clue what's going to happen. We have no clue. No. You know, they, we think we know. Sometimes we, I mean, tomorrow. Well, it's like, it's like COVID. Who could have predicted that? Oh. We had all these potential scenarios. Oh, so that was not one. No, it absolutely wasn't. And all those things did were increase anxiety. And so I was just having a conversation with someone today who was feeling really anxious and frustrated. And I was like, don't borrow trouble. Like, what do you know for sure? Let's talk about the things that we know for sure and that we can control all of the controllables. You can go get food. You can go top off your gas tank. You can yep. go make sure you have plenty of propane for your barbecue just in case something happens, right? We're coming into spring and summer. So life is a little bit easier as opposed to something happening, whatever mm -hmm. that something is, in the winter. So there is peace in preparation, right? Absolutely, that's Peace great. in preparation and looking ahead and being a forward thinker and, to, and think of all the things, right? And just slowly but surely, you don't have to go out tomorrow and buy 87,000 canned goods and all of the things. Just start making a list of the things that your family needs, whether that's, doesn't matter what it is, honestly. It could be food, it could be clothes, it could be anything. Um, and then start picking away at that inch by inch by inch. We still have the internet and it is a treasure trove of information. You can learn anything online, anything. Yep. Every day you could learn something new, right? And put it into practice, whatever that is, um, because we still have the internet. It's just, it's amazing. I mean, I, I'm constantly watching my homesteading channels, Learning, learning, learning. I always want to learn more farming things, more gardening practices, all of those things. It's very easy to do. You just have to make the time to do it. Yeah. Make the time. Invest in yourself. Absolutely. Invest in yourself and your family, right? Yep. And, and, and focus on the future. And essentially by investing in yourself, that's what you're doing. You're like paying it forward. Absolutely. In in preparation and in in so many ways. And again, getting away from being reactive. Yeah. Because that's where the stress lies. Totally. Um, some other things that I would suggest um, is sleep. Making sure you're getting enough sleep. That is, for me, the biggest stressor. If I don't get enough rest... 
It's so true, Pam. I've been like that forever. That's why I slept with my babies and my boob out. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So turn off your devices early, number one. Yeah. Get off the TV, get off your phone, get away. Don't be watching the news at night. No. Because that stimulates your fight or flight response. Especially if you're someone that cannot stay calm through yeah. reading the news. Like yep. sometimes I'm reading the news at night, but you're that's observing different, yeah. rather than being emotionally engaged. Absolutely. So sleep is a big deal. Um, also, in terms of your mental health, making sure to get good protein right off the bat in the morning. I was listening to Jordan Peterson. And he was saying the most important thing that he does with his patients is making sure they get good protein in the morning. Yeah. That That makes sense. I mean, think about how you feel when you have eggs, kale, spinach. Bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof coffee, (laughs) right? I'm just saying for breakfast as opposed to like the standard American, let's have some pancakes or some sugary nightmare. Right? I mean, you really set the tone for the day. I absolutely agree with that. And go ahead. Keep going. I don't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> Laughter. And getting that in more of that into your life. The other night, I went to the movie with Milana. So Pam went to a movie. I know. But I've had, no. I had a super stressful week. Yeah. And Milana's birthday is this coming Saturday, but she's going to be with her dad. So I decided to take her out to dinner and a movie. Fun. So we went and watched The Lost City with Sandra Bullock. And she's great. Like, yeah. she is such a... I think she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. You know it's going to be funny. Yeah. You know, it, it It was billed as a funny movie. And it was. And was, it was it? It was just charming. Maybe I should go. And it was just... It really kind of lifted... The spirits. The spirits. Mm-hmm. Like it was so, and I don't go to the movies. No, you don't. I don't even watch movies at home because yeah. I don't, I've always got crap to do. I don't want right. to sit down and waste two hours. Oh, so true. But I'm like finding that just to keep my head above water, like I need more of that, more humor, more laughter, more relaxed time. That's why you were like, I asked Taylor to use the paddleboard so that we could go paddleboarding. Yes. Yeah. I've been trying to drag Pam out to go paddleboard forever. She's like the busy lady. Yes. So now you're just self-motivated. I didn't even have to be like, no. listen here. No. I already <laughs> yeah. made it work. Yeah. Um, and reading, reading good books. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I was getting ready because I do Bible study Thursday mornings. And so I was doing my reading today. And it, the, I was reading a passage in Philippians mm-hmm. about uh, complaining and arguing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I've been doing so much complaining lately. Right. And, you know, to myself and to my husband. Which I, I is know. I am terrible guilty. for a relationship. Yeah. Complaining to your husband all the time is bad news and I'm like especially because they want to they want to make you happy it's in their um, biology and it's demoralizing when you're just bitching and complaining all the time yeah and so I I get in that mode too Pam I'm I hear you (laughs) but you know having those kind of reminders and then reading my my book my hero on a mission book yeah how's that going Uh, it's good like it's slow going but you know there's just Sometimes you need those reminders in terms of getting your head on straight 
and having the right perspective. And I would say most times. Yeah. Instead of sometimes. Like it's getting to the point now where, in my opinion, taking care of yourself, body, mind, spirit. Totally. Is no longer an option. If it is an option, then you're going to drown in the fear, in the propaganda, in the frustration, in, in the world. If you raise up your frequency, and I know this is a little woo for some of you, but literally, that's why we talk so much about whole foods and making sure you're exercising, making sure you're sleeping, making sure that, you know, garbage in, garbage out, whether it's what you're reading, looking at, all of it. All of it. Like, it just is so important. It's critical. If you want to stay positive, it is critical that you take these steps, honestly. The goal is to be a light to others. That's the goal. That's my goal. Yeah. And and um, I you have to fill yourself up before you can fill up other people. Oh, isn't that the facts? And if you're not full, don't try to fill up other people. Yeah. Seriously, because it backfires. Like this week, like I was so exhausted and mm-hmm. I had nothing to give. Yep. Like Mark and I had some like pretty deep conversations about what I need to do personally in order to not get to that point. Right. Because, like, I'm just making everybody else miserable. So true, Pam. I know. I'm, I, you're like preaching the choir right now. Okay. And luckily I have a husband who, like, I'm not a, I'm not a good talker. He, he talks and he's made me better that way. And thank God, because those things need to be talked through. But, you know, and, and finding solutions. Like, we were able to be like, okay, so this is what we need to do. Every month we're going to block out this time. I can go do my thing. Yeah. So, super important. Solution-based thinking. Solution, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. You know, and it's one thing to just talk about it. We've said this before. It's a whole nother bear to walk it out. Yeah, because it's so easy to get lost and drown in your own quicksand. Like so true. Sometimes, and I'm just as guilty about that as anybody. And my husband, as hard as it is for me, because I am, you know, I've only got so many words in a day. Right. You know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. It's flip flopped. It is in my house. Isn't that the truth? But it's like Mark is fantastic at finding solutions. Yeah, sometimes a little, a little torturous for me. Right. But, and then the other thing I would say is if you don't have a hobby or you f- don't have something that sets you on fire, makes your heart sing, all those cliches, you need to find it. Yeah, you got to find your passion. And your passion comes within the very depth of your gut and what you love to do. Because I know that, you know, I'm a mama five. And so when I had all my babies at home, right, Lexi's eight and Eve's, you know, a newborn, I'm not, I'm not paddle boarding, okay? I'm not getting a ton of gardening done. I'm canning peaches and that's it, you know, and I don't even know like how to do it because I didn't have anyone teach me, you know, I'm just like fumbling through. And I remember questioning myself 
the whole time going, what's my purpose? What's my passion? And it wasn't until very recently. And it, as I aged, I figured out that it, it's what you love to do in the core of your being. That's what you're called to do, right? But just recently, it was just either said to me or I read it that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Your, your purpose is deep within the core of your, your being. And a lot of times when you're a little kid, you know. Like those things that you loved. Yeah. Like playing house. That was me, Pam. I, was a, I wanted to be a ballet dancer. And I, I belly danced. I was in the Nutcracker performance in fourth grade. And I was a belly dancer, which I ended up doing later in life. I did dance lessons. I mean, I'm a very physical person. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be dance, but like working out, like yeah. I love, like I love lifting weights. Yeah. Like I love physicality. Right. And so that's something I'm not doing. Like I'm putting my gym together and yeah. we've got so many things going on. Like I just, I need to get to the gym. Yeah, you do. I mean, it, now it's, it's pretty well. Oh, it's totally ready. Set up. Yeah. Um, but in order to keep my head above water, mm-hmm. I've got to have a space where I can go be physical, turn my brain off, and get those endorphins going. Absolutely. And, you know, art and, and is another big thing. And music were things that I did as a kid. Right. And I don't do any of that anymore. And I, I haven't for years. Isn't that crazy how adulthood just sucks the life out of you? Yeah. Or actually, I don't want to say adulthood. What I want to say is how I remember, I'm all over the place right now. When I was a teenager thinking, who, who set this up? Like, what a sham. Who said, who said I have to go to college and get a job and work and do nothing or except for work until I'm 65 and then I'm old and I'm retired and I'm like, want to take a nap at noon every day and eat dinner at three. Like who set this up like this? The system did. And once you wake up and you start bucking the system and you realize I can dance, I can make food and cook food and grow food and I can get so excited about the butterfly. I have a story for you. I saw a butterfly yesterday and I almost flipped out (laughs) and I thought if someone was videoing me right now I'd be like institutionalized because (laughs) I was like come back butterfly I want to talk to you. (laughs) Anyway so those things though right it's okay do those things Remember what you're passionate about. Take time to do it. Learn new things. You don't have to live in fear and loathing and desperation. And But you have to make the choice to change. And that right there is the hardest thing. But once you do that, it's like you've just knock down the hugest wall in front of you and the whole world comes into view. But you have to take that first step and that's the hardest. Totally. It's like, um, it's just the hardest step. I don't even, you know, it's like the old adage, you can lead a horse to water but you can't make him drink, right? Yeah. It's super frustrating. So anyway, there you go. Yeah, that's that's basically that's it. So, so get ready. Yeah, get ready, but 
have hope. Have hope and enjoy and be grateful and do those things that we talked about. Get outside, get away from social media, focus on your sleep, focus on gratitude, on the future, laugh, read a good book, find your hobby, find your things that you're passionate about. And learn. There's still so many things to learn. Learn how to garden, learn how to cook, learn how to sit and be quiet with yourself, right? Totally. I mean, just all of those things, you have time. Make plans. Make plans with the people that you love and that love you, right? And learn what that is. I mean, uh, I'm not going to go off on that. I'm just going to say take time and spend time with people that you love and that also love you back, okay? But definitely on the other side, it's time to quit dicking around, like legit, yeah. You you really need in order for you to be able to thrive in this next phase of what's going on in the planet, you have to take steps to move forward. Yeah. You have to. Get aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. In very positive ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that sounds like counterintuitive or I you know, know uh, but it, it really isn't. Just take your power back. You're strong. Okay. I don't know how to grow food, but guess what? Tomorrow I'm going to buy some cilantro and I'm going to plant it. And I usually eat out and I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to go buy, um, I'm going to tell, well, I'm going to tell a story. So I was reading in um, Countryside and Small Stock Journal, one of my very favorite magazines that I opened up and realized that I wanted to be a homesteader um, just by seeing the cover of Strawberries. And it was an older lady, like 87, who was interviewed because she made insane pies. And she was talking about how she self-taught herself how to make pies. And how she did it was she decided that every day for two weeks she was going to make a pie. And by the end of this two weeks... She considered herself a pro because she had made a pie every day for two weeks. So whatever it is that you want to learn how to do, take time out of your day and whatever that is, right? Bake bread, make a pie, plant a plant. I don't care. Learn how to paddleboard, learn how to fish, do all of the things, but definitely don't be... um, uh, what do I want to say? Just stagnant. Stagnant and also like bound up with fear to where you're just not moving, right? You're not moving because you're scared. Um, because I'm not going to lie. It's a little, it's a little shaky out there, but there's so much hope within the shake. You just have to find it and it can be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us for another edition of Wisdom of Our Roots. You can find us on Facebook. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at wisdomofourroots at gmail.com. Have a great week.